0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to our brand new podcast. Here, we will be streaming our artist interview series featuring each of our music instructors. I'm Trinity Bliss, your host. Thank you for joining us. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode six of our artist interview series. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Trinity Bliss. I'm your host. And today I'm joined here by Bianca. Welcome, Bianca. can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about how you got into music?
1: Yeah, so I, I'm i from Canada, but I was originally born in North Carolina, so I grew up in Canada. Um, and I've I pretty much been singing ever since I could talk, according to my parents. Um, and you know, I started out the way most artists start performing little concerts for your family and stuff like that. Um, but thankfully my wonderful, lovely parents pushed me to um, audition for this choir and orchestra school, like middle school um so I got into that thankfully and that's pretty much what started like my actual like music journey I started to learn how to play instruments how to read music how to properly sing like with like healthy technique and stuff like that and how to sing with other people because I it was a choir in orchestra school so I did a lot of choir and all that stuff um so yeah I started that which got me into musical theater like I've always kind of been into theater but like I actually started doing it in summer grade into sixth grade so that pretty much was my life for like four years, and then I got to high school, and I continued on with the choir and orchestra stuff, continued on with theater. I started to get more um, more of a feel of what kind of artist I was, I guess you could say. I started doing, like, more solo stuff in my classes and stuff like that, um, so I kind of grew independently, like, outside of that choral music theater kind of world, which is, like, wonderful, but, like, I just felt like I needed to be my own kind of singer. Um and then I was very fortunate and I was able to transfer down to a performing arts school in North Carolina in Charlotte and it's called Northwest School of the Arts. I went there for my senior year of high school. It was wonderful. I was a musical theater and choir major there so I just pretty much continued on with my studies in music. And then when COVID hit, I um was originally going to go to Berkeley, but COVID hit and um I ended up going to a school called Wingate University. Thankfully, I was super, super lucky. And there I studied music education um, and like voice performance with a minor in sociology um, or psychology, not sociology. And um, then after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to audition for Berkeley. I got in, thankfully. And here I am. I'm here at Berkeley. I'm studying professional music with a concentration in music education and a musical theater performance minor. So I've just berkeley is like its own different world so that's pretty much shot me into a different area of learning and music so i've just pretty much been able to grow through my classes in school and i wouldn't have been able to do it without my parents being like yes go do it
0: but yeah yes that's amazing i love that you not only had that support from your parents but you were able to do all these incredible things um what was it like you said you
1: were from canada or you grew up in canada what was it like growing up in canada it was really, it was really cool, honestly. um, It was very different from when I moved down to Charlotte for my senior year. Like, Charlotte's very, it's it's a big city. It's busy, and there are a bunch of people going around. Same thing, different to Boston. Busy, and a bunch of people going on. But going on, a bunch of people walking around. There's so many things going on, constantly. Whereas in Canada, at least where I'm from, I'm from, like, London, Ontario, which is, like, outside of Toronto, so it's not, like, crazy city. But it's, like, small town, so everyone kind of knows everybody, which is kind of interesting, but it kind of, because you're in a small town forces you to actually do like be, get creative with the things that you're going to do with your friends. Like, you know, you can have play dates up until you're like 13, 14. And then you're like, okay, now what are we supposed to do? So like, it really just like helped me bond a lot of like those like relationships from a very young age with my friends that I still have now. And like, are my bestest friends, like soul sisters till I die for real. And, um, is also really interesting because we moved up to Canada without like any other family members, like supporting us in Canada, if that makes sense. It was like literally just me, my mom, my dad, and my brother. Like that's it, just the four of us. And so we moved up to Canada. Like I said, we didn't know anybody. So it kind of really pushed me and my family to create our own kind of like little family or like own little community, if that makes sense. Um Which these people, like I love with my whole heart, like they're wonderful. They're, they're family to me. So it was really it was really nice being able to like, every single time I'm, I'm at home, be able to feel that sense of community and love and warmth. And I felt like the same, it's the same thing I felt the whole time growing up. I'd like, I would get home from school, go hang out with my friends by doing something creative, by like going into the park and coloring or something. And then coming home to eat dinner with like my new gigantic family. And where there's like, there's like three families within this huge group. So it's, it's just a very wo- heartwarming and loving experience being up there. Um, also, just like if you wanted to get that social life though of like the city and all that stuff, you just mosey on over to Toronto and you're all good. And it's also such a wonderful, different, crazy experience. But I feel like everyone's a, it's the stereotype is true. Everyone was a little bit nicer in Canada. So everyone's like a little bit more welcoming. So it was, it was actually really nice growing up there. I really liked it. Um, I'm very happy that my parents chose Canada. Yeah. That sounds like it was so
0: nurturing and so supportive. I'm really happy to hear that. And you had so many opportunities with musical theater and choir. What were some of your favorite things that you got to do? Ooh,
1: some of my favorite things. Whoa. Okay. Sorry. I just hit my laptop by accident. Um. Well, in the eighth grade or grade eight, it's a big thing in Canada. Like when you graduate middle school or there, we just call it elementary school, like middle school and elementary school is like one thing. Um, It's a big thing when you graduate there, like, like the dresses that you wear to your grad are like. Short prom dresses is pretty much what you think of. It's really cool. So, when we had our eighth grade production of The Lion King Jr., um, that was one of my favorite things ever to do. Like, still hands down, like, I literally just turned 20 and I'm like, oh, that show I did when I was 12, like, that holds such a special place in my heart. Like, being able to do that was wonderful. I got to play one of the hyenas, which I'm oh, that which was just so fun, and then also like a really big really important thing for me was when I got to sing with my choir at like the Lincoln center in Toronto. And then like the nine 11 Memorial, that was so wonderful. What a, what a crazy experience that was. And um, one of my favorite things that I've done, well, I guess almost did cause COVID kind of cut it short was um, my senior year of high school. I was in a production of anything goes at my school. And because we're a performing arts school, like we have the big theater, like all the cool lights, everything we have the whole nine yards like the costumes are insane like the dancing's insane so I played Irma and that is one of my favorite roles ever unfortunately I never got to actually put on the production because COVID was like no no but um definitely being able to even be in a in an environment with such talented people because these people are talented like these people go to school now for musical theater at like some of the best musical theater schools ever like these people are wonderful. So being able to be pushed to kind of be better while still in a like, supportive and healthy environment was just like such such a crazy opportunity that I had. Like, even if I wasn't Irma and I was in the ensemble, I still would have felt the exact same way. It's just, yeah, I've just, yeah, I just got super lucky with all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. That's so, wow. <laughs> so you have some songs to share with us, which I'm really excited for. Um, Your first song, I think now would be a good time to sing that did
1: you want to say anything about it yeah so um the song is called vivir así es morir de amor um the version i'm doing is by nati peluso um it's a song in spanish i've seen that but um it's not this is actually not her song it's like a rendition of a very 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 old song um the reason i chose this song is honestly because i've been practicing the song for quite a while now um it was for it's for one of my like exams here at school and i just really really love the song i just think it's so fun to sing if i'm being honest it's wonderful so yes anyways that that's awesome. so much, all that okay can i just start
0: yep yeah, whatever you're cool.
2: Me presiona la razón y me domina el corazón. No sé luchar contra el amor. Siempre me voy a enamorar de sé que también no se enamora. Y es por eso que mi alma llora. Y ya no puedo más, ya no puedo más. Es repetida esa misma historia y ya no puedo Yes, we Que Lord de mi ser, mi serenidad, and my love,
0: That was amazing. That was so beautiful. Thank you. I love songs that are in different languages. I'm, I'm a language person, so that was definitely, aside from that, I mean, you sounded beautiful, but the language part, really.
1: <laughs> I'm you
0: Thank you. So what about, your instrument is your voice because you are a vocal instructor. So what are some of your favorite things about being a
1: vocal teacher as opposed to being an instrument teacher? My favorite thing about being a vocal teacher is just, like, being able to not only see, like, the growth in my students, but also, like, see their confidence build. Because, like, it's very different playing, like, the guitar or the violin or the cello or, like, I guess no the trumpet because that's, like, a wind instrument. So that's also very, it's kind of is based on your body but like vocalist more than anything like it is very difficult when we get criticism about our instrument because our instrument is us like it's literally right in here it's not like when I'm playing the guitar and someone's like oh that's flat I'm like oh let me just stretch my finger farther or let me bring it closer you know what I mean whereas like with your voice it's like mm, that's flat you're like oh okay I'm trying my best and it's like there's so many different components. It's like all inside of here. And it's the way you open your mouth and like the crevices in your face and all the weird little things that I talk about in my voice lessons. So like I get the really intense fear of starting voice lessons and all that stuff. But like, honestly, seeing my students like grow confidence wise and being able to be like, yeah, I'm going to sing this song today. I'm like, yes, you are. It's probably like hands down one of my favorite things ever. Like it doesn't matter if you could sing like Barbara Streisand or like Adele, like cool. But, like, you can sing like that and not have the confidence. But if you don't sing like that and have the confidence, you give off like you do. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, definitely. Um, Everybody that is watching, I'm just going to preface, I'm Bianca's student, and I can make a 100% testimonial to this that I've seen my confidence grow exponentially (laughs) since I've started taking lessons, and it hasn't even been that long. So that is such a good point. And it's also very true about the criticism part. It's so different, and I had never thought about that. So yeah, thank you for bringing that up. And as far as your instrument and you as a musician, what's something that you're working on right now as a singer? I know that you do a lot of things with your classes and different projects.
1: I think the main thing, it's funny that you asked me this. They literally just asked me my musical theater ensemble the exact same questions like two days ago. Um, So I think the main thing I've been working on mostly as a singer, I think it's because I teach voice lessons, is um, just letting mistakes happen and not try to be like, oh my God, I got it wrong. Oh, um, I like, I need to redo the entire thing. Um, It's, I think it's because I like, when I hear something, when I hear myself sing something like, oh, that's wrong. Oh, I could have done it like this. If I had changed my posture or done this, this and that, it could have been perfect. So I'm really just trying to work on enjoying the mistake and really just like accepting that that's like a completely normal part of singing, especially with an instrument that's literally inside your voice. Like it's not going to be perfect every single time. And that's a-okay. The song is still going to be great. And it was still a wonderful performance. And you messed up one note. So like that's mostly what I'm working on as like a performer and as a singer. It's just like being okay with the mistakes and being happy with them.
0: Yes, that is so true. I think the mistakes are what make it unique. And that's, like you said, different from any other instrument. If you make a mistake on a guitar, you're kind of like, oh, that didn't sound very good. But <laughs> your voice, you can kind of make it your own. And that's so true. If you were to perform with any musician, and they can be here, they cannot be here. I know that's a big question, but
1: what are a few? Oh, a few. Oh, work. OK, cool. I can work with a few. Um, Well, that's such a hard question. I would love to work with, oh, this is so cheesy. This is so musical theater Ask of me to say, Lin-Manuel Miranda. I would love to work with him. He is a genius. Oh my gosh. All of his scores are beautiful and lovely. Um, I would really, 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 really like to work with Natalie Weiss, actually. Um, I'd like to work with Philippa Su, a lot of theater people, but also not theater people. I would really like to work with Labyrinth? That's his name, right? Labyrinth, yes. Um, and because, like, his work on the Euphoria soundtrack... I mean, I listened to Labyrinth before the Euphoria soundtrack, but, like, it was wonderful, and it was beautiful and everything I've ever wanted. Um, but I think my top... One of my top three would have to be Rex Orange County. Oh, my goodness. If I ever saw sang a song with Rex Orange County, my life would be complete. I, I'd be good. I'd achieve all things. People that are dead, though? Whitney Houston. Woof. Love to do that. Whitney Houston yes i love to sing with queen hello hello queen Yup, yeah that's my list yes that is a great list i think i've
0: never heard linman Miranda, but i think that would be so cool especially since you love theater wow that's do those people count
1: as some of your influences musically or non-musically yeah no for sure um with the minimal writing that I do, because like I said, I'm such a big theater person. I'm like, ah, just give me all the music and I'll sing it. Um, definitely like Rex Orange County, a little bit of queen. Um, definitely I like adding the theater aspect and just like my regular songs that I write. So definitely I take a lot of stuff that Lynn, um, does and like, I'm like, "Mm, such inspo. Um, I also take a lot of inspiration from, Japanese Breakfast, I love the way that she does her music. Mitski, woof, Mitski. Um, love, 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 love listening to Mitski. Kali Uchi is just, yeah, these are just people that I'm like, your music makes me want to write such cool music, especially Kali Uchi's, like, especially the fact that she's Colombian. I'm also Colombian, so it's just kind of, like, awesome to see a Colombian artist that's, like, so popular in, like, North America for, like, yeah. like not just their Hispanic music. It's also, like, the English and the Spanish. It's, yeah, I, yeah. That's really cool. What are some of your hobbies other than music? Oh, that's so hard. Cause like music consumes your entire life sometimes, but I, uh, I really just like, so cheesy, love spending time with my loved ones. Oh my gosh. I love spending time with my family. I love spending time with my friends and, and my boyfriend and my dogs. Uh, it's just so wonderful. Honestly, I'm down to do anything with them. I love, I know it's like kind of not outside of music. I like going to concerts a lot. Yeah. Um, love concerts. I, so fun fact about me. I, my first concert, my first and only concert I'd ever gone to up until February of this year was Nickelback in the seventh grade. So <laughs> I know it's, it's a little goofy for someone that's so into music. So like I have found such a deep passion passion for concerts because I've gone to so many since February with my friend Cole and with my boyfriend Sam. Like, oh, so concerts are a big thing. I love picnics. I love coloring outside on picnics. Um, And just having, like, little, like, family dinners with my friends has been, like, such a great way to, like, pass the time in such a happy way. Um, And just kind of catching up on TV and Netflix, because I feel like we don't have time for that anymore, which is not a bad thing, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, those are all great things. I love
0: that about you. That's so fun. Do you have – I had a question related to that, but I don't remember. So I'm going to move on. (laughs) So you have a second song for us. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to be singing Valerie by Amy Winehouse. Oh, also Amy Winehouse. I'd love to sing with her. But anyways, um, Valerie by Amy Winehouse. um, I don't know. This is just such an iconic song and it's wonderful. It's actually the song I used to audition to Berkeley with. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Both times, coincidentally. So this song has a very special place in my heart. Um, Would not be here without this song. Shout out Amy Winehouse, queen. So... Yeah. All right.
2: Well, sometimes I go out by myself and I look across the water and I think of all things, what you're doing and in my head I paint a picture I've come on, come on, party's in the best. And I miss how ginger hair and the way you like like dress. Won't you come on over? Stop making a fool of Jail, put your house on up for sale did you get a good lawyer I hope you didn't catch hair. I hope you find the right man who picked you for you are you shopping anywhere change the color of your hair are you busy? and did you have to pay the fine are you charging all the What's come over? my head, I paint a picture, and I so come on home, where my body's in a mess, and our heads go ginger hair, That's the way you like the dress, come on over, stop making a fool out of day, why don't you come on over?
0: Beautiful. I know I told you this before. And of course you sound like Bianca, but you also sound like Beyoncé. <laughs> <laughs> Trinity, stop. Thank you. <laughs> I was telling my um friend that the other day because um I was talking about voice lessons, I'm like, "I have Beyoncé for my voice." <laughs> Trinity, the way if you knew what that meant to me. Thank you, Queenie. Thank you, Queenie. <laughs> of course. So, now I'm kind of shifting gears a little bit, we're going to talk about the lessons and your students and what does a typical
1: lesson look like yeah so normally it depends kind of on the day it depends on the student it depends kind of what we're already working on um I, f- is, I feel like i preaching the choir right now Trinity like you know this um but like we kind of start off just kind of like debriefing being like hey how are you because I feel like it's very important to have a connection and relationship with your student because it's very scary to walk into a class or a lesson and like they're like okay let's start you're like okay. So I feel like it's really important to kind of ask how their day was and, like, actually ask important things about them. Like, what do you like to do besides music? And, like, what Like, what's the tea? What's going on? Are you stressed? Are you upset? Like, are you super happy? Or are you, like, just wanting to lay in bed all day because you're so exhausted? I feel like that's all very important things to know, especially when you're going to go about a voice lesson because we can't be like, you can be like, oh, yeah, I'm so tired. I've had the longest day ever. I'm like, okay, we're going to do runs for the next 30 minutes. Like, okay, relax. You know what I mean? So come like, so yeah, we start off with like being like, okay, like, how's it going? Da-da-da-da. Discussing what we actually want to get done today. Because like, I'm here for my students. Like, yes, I'm here to teach them all things. But at the same time, like if you come in already knowing how to like, kind of know, like basic singing, like technique wise, when you're like, I specifically want to work on X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to be like, no, let's work on X, Y, and Z because I said so. Like, no, I am, I'm here for my students. I'm here for y'all so I kind of ask what we're gonna do normally obviously sometimes has to do with singing sometimes it has to do with theory who knows so when it's like a singing day kind of figure out what the plan is and we just start warming up just warming up everything and you do silly weird warm-ups because unfortunately because of my theater background all I know is silly weird warm-ups so that's all y'all are gonna get and it helps kind of just open up everything and relax your whole day because mostly our lessons are after school or after something. So it's like, cause just relax your body, get everything moving, do the weird things. And then just start kind of getting into what you want to work on. Like first I'm like, okay, show me what you got. Like, show me what you've been practicing and what specifically there's a song that they really want to like work on. So they want to perform. Or like, if you're like me as a student where I really like working on, you know, making all my, oh, hello, making all of my like registers blend together and all that stuff. And then like, we're like, okay, show me an example. They sing it. And then we just kind of work from there. Just being like, okay, what works for you? What, what doesn't work for you? Because what works for me may not work for you. It's just that simple. We're all so unbelievably different. Everyone's voices are so different. And especially like, Right now, everyone's voices are still changing. So every single day, it's a different kind of singing day. So it's just kind of like working with the student and just being like, okay, how does that feel? How does that not feel? How does that not feel? How does that feel? Does that feel good? Does that not feel good? That's what I meant to say. And yeah, just pretty much going through and then at the end of the lesson, making sure that they like are satisfied with what they got, making sure that they actually learned something because I've been to a voice lesson before where I've i stood there for 30 minutes and just saying. And then afterwards, I'm like, I... I, if I had not gone to that voice lesson, I would have still been fine. I would have been okay. I would have not, you know, wasted 30 minutes of my life. So um, it's always good to just like double check. Be like, okay, did you get everything you want to do? Like if we have to stay a couple minutes afterwards, so fine. Because like, I just want to make sure you got the most out of your voice lesson. Because it's not a fun feeling to be like, walk out on there and be like, whoa, I sucked. That was awful. Now I, I still can't sing anymore. It's like, whoa, whoa. That could be a super useful voice lesson. That's not, that's not, not what we want to do here. So yeah. Yeah, that's
0: so valid. There are so many ways. It's so flexible and I love how you kind of broke it down into each different piece. It's super flexible. It's You really get to pick what you want to work on and you're very well versed in everything. Like I come to you with theory questions all the time and voice questions, literally anything. And also it's so valid about getting, and a lot of the other voice instructors have said this too, about getting to know your students and Talk to them about their day. And I, I feel like you're not my voice teacher, you are my voice teacher, but you're also my friend. And that's so important. So that's very, very valid. And um, so I know that you do online lessons, but do you also offer in-person lessons? I mean, like, if any of my students
1: happen to be in Boston, yes. But all of them just happen to be so far away. But like I would love to teach invoice, like invoice, in-person voice lessons. I feel like, I feel like they're um is a bit of a, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like a disadvantage for being online because, like, literally all I can see or see is here up. Unless I'm like, hey, stand 10 feet away from the camera so I can see your whole body and now <laughs> sing to me. Like, yeah, because, like, some, because, like, there are some times that, like, the thing that's wrong with, like, the way you're singing or, like, you're like, oh, this feels odd is the way you're standing or the way you're sitting or just the way that your body naturally, <laughs> just naturally hangs out. So, like, that's the only thing that I'm like, oh. But besides that, I-, I would love to be able to take, to do voice lessons in person. If I had, my- if I had more Boston kitties, boo, but all of them are so far.
0: Yeah, it's good that we have both options, but I definitely know what you mean. Yeah. It would be cool to have in-person lessons. Is there, um... Are there opportunities that you, or what are the opportunities that you want to provide your students
1: either with music or outside of music? Honestly, just like, I think, I think a lot of opportunities come from the way that you hold yourself and the confidence that you have within yourself. Because like, um, unfortunately it's not, you're not always going to be in a situation where you're going to have a bunch of people, bunch of people rooting you on the entire time. So you can kind of only be your biggest cheerleader, like it's just that simple and it's the same and like it's also like i could be like yes like you're killing it but if you don't genuinely think that hey that was like actually okay you're never going to be able to build that confidence so i feel like the main thing that i want my students to get out of like voice lessons like like opportunity wise is be able to hold themselves and like if they walk into an audition if it's like theater or musical theater, or you're going to go do an audition to be in like the band of something, or you're going to go do an audition to be in, in an cappella group, for example, like music wise, you're able to like have that confidence be like, Hey, this may go south very quickly, but like, I'm confident what I can do. Like if for some reason the track stops working and then the, the room is set ablaze, that's not on me. That's not my problem. I know that I came in here and I tried my best. And it's the same thing, even if you're not doing like music stuff, like my brother, he plays sports. So we have two very different dynamics in my household, but it's the same thing. We talk about it all the time. Like you need to have that confidence walking into that tryout. Like if you look like, Oh my God, I'm scared to touch the ball. Oh no, no. Like it's going to be so bad. That's, what's going to come off to the coaches. Same thing. if you go into audition. That's, what's going to come off to all of the people that are you know, doing the audition and, like, marking you off, da 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 So it's just, like, yeah, that's the main thing I want everyone to take away from. Like, I feel like you get opportunities by being confident in yourself and, like, backing yourself. It's just, like, the most important thing. Always. I mean, it's not even just for music stuff. Like, jobs, too. Like, you can be like, hey, 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 I'm a great employee. Please hire me. And this is why I'm wonderful. But if you're like, hi, like, I'm Okay. I'm not too bad. They're going to hire the other person that's like, yes, I know what I'm doing. Even if they don't know what they're doing. Who cares? You know how many times I've gone into a dance audition not knowing the steps at all and just smiling. Ah, oh, I know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing at all. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. No one knows what they're doing. Like, if you could pretend like you do,
0: then you're all good. Right. It's putting yourself out there. It's the most important step. Yeah. Evening. That's been coming up. <laughs> what brought you to Lily Theater Company?
1: Um, honestly, I was really drawn by Lily Theatre Company because it's kind of exactly what I want to do at some point in my life. I want to have a non-profit theatre company and, like, within that be able to teach lessons because, like, I, I've been in situations where, like, I don't know where to turn for voice lessons and and like where to go for music and stuff like that. And like everything is like super violently expensive where you have to know people that know people that know people to get you in. You know what I mean? And like really theater is not like that. It is really just such a wonderful work environment there. Everyone is here to support each other. Like not even like just the students and the teachers, but just like all the other wonderful teachers that I'm working with. Like, I know that if I needed something and I was like, ah, like, I I need help with something. I could just shoot a text to one of them, or like Dar, or anybody. And she's like, "Hey y'all, I I need help." And they'd be like, "We're here, we got you." And it's just like it's just so wonderful to work in such a wonderful environment. In the I said wonderful twice. It's just so amazing to work in a wonderful environment in a music kind of area, music theater instrument kind of area. Because like also sometimes I've been a part of theater companies or like just companies in general that are very, very toxic and very, very cutthroat. I mean, like, to be completely honest, most of the theater and music, like, industry is, like, quite cutthroat. So, like, being able to find something small and not profit, exactly what I want to do and what I, like, want to work in, that's, like, great, like, good and, like, healthy and people are really nice. Whoa! It does not come that often. So, that's what drew me. I was, like, wow, like, this is really so wonderful and everyone's been so kind to me so far. And like, I also got really lucky with such cool students. Like, I'm not just saying this to gas you up Trinity, but like, I just like, after having my first couple, cause you were my very, very first student af- after having my first couple, of, like, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm, um, <laughs> Like after having my first few like voice lessons with you, I was like, okay. And like all the other students I've gotten, I was like, okay, this is awesome. Like these students are here to learn and they want to, and like, everyone's here backing each other. It's so cool. Yeah, that's so true.
0: I like, one big family, and it's wonderful. It's just so wonderful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so kind of wrapping everything together, are there any goals that you have for the future of your voice lessons other than your nonprofit?
1: Um. Oof, that's a good question. I think being able to... Um, I'd like to be able to teach voice lessons in um, smaller towns and specifically for... Um, immigrants um immigrant families and like their children and all that stuff because or adults because adults also get voice lessons of course um just kind of like really focus on being able to provide voice lessons for those that like can't afford it or don't know where to look to like I like like when we moved to Canada like I was like "Mm, I want to do all this stuff my parents are like girly I don't know who to text about that I don't know who to call about that like we just got here or I was like so fair but like I would love to be able to help those families and be like hey I teach voice lessons and I know all these cool other resources that teach voice lessons and just kind of be like that like I guess doorway to opening that like huge opportunity of different things to do if that makes sense yeah so like I'd love to my main goal is probably just like being able to teach voice lessons to people that like really don't know much about music and but really want to get into it because there are so many kids and like adults and people that are in like really really small poor towns or just like not in North America where it's like not very accessible and it's like not very popular or like they have the passion they want to do it so badly but they just like don't know where to start and I'd love to be able to be like hey I got you. Here's, here's all the things we can do while still teaching you the basics and the foundation because like, it's a little scary to jump into all that new stuff, especially when you're the new kid into a new country. Like that's so scary.
0: Yes, definitely. That's a beautiful goal. I love that. And I think that's so valid about the people having um, resources and connections because like you were the first person that I've ever taken voice lessons with and that wasn't really something that I had the opportunity to do until I had moved you know up to Rhode Island and it was super exciting like I had the passion all along but just having this doorway is crucial so crucial yep. okay. so are there any other things that you want to say before we um wrap
1: it up um not really like honestly thank you so much for having me on here I've had so much fun and I'm just so happy you got to interview me um, you know how I feel about you, Trinity. You have such a special little place in my heart as my first student, <laughs> and you're just so lovely. I'm just so happy we got to maybe other people got to see our little conversations that we have in our voice lessons and kind of see like like the dynamic that we have right now is literally what it is all the time in our lessons. like less, you know, professional. but like just being able to like see like, hey, Voice lessons are not scary. Go do them. They're great and they're fun. But yeah, no, just genuinely just like such a big thank you to um, like Lily Theater Company, everybody for like letting me do this. It was such a wonderful experience.
0: Oh, we are so happy to have you. So that will be it for our show. Everyone's episode six. Again, this is Bianca. If you're interested in taking lessons, make sure to email us. Check out our website. Check out our blog. Check out our YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe and all of our instagram and facebook and tiktok and all the wonderful things make sure to check it out thank you so much and we will see you next time